This is the undiluted Word of God. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's just lift up our holy hands to Jesus this morning and just give him all the glory. And let's just give him all the praise that he alone deserves. He deserves our worship. He deserves our praise. He's God all by himself. God who sits on the throne. God whose throne, whose existence cannot be contested. God who was not elected nor selected. God all by himself. Heaven is a stroll room. The artist is whose stool. Father, we bless you this morning. We give you all the glory. We bless your name. Can I hear you say, thank you, Jesus, for the gift of life. Thank you for the grace that you have given us. Oh, Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Can I have somebody hit the note on the keyboard? Thank you, Lord. Jesus, we give you praise. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, we give you the glory. Jesus, we give you the praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Thank In Jesus' name, we have given thanks. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, we need to understand that for every minute that we breathe, someone, someone else is being moved into the mortuary. So we are standing here only by his grace and by his mercy. Now, uh, I always tell them this in our church, that if God were to behave like your telephone, you know, your telephone company, and tells you at the end of the year, perhaps December 31. All right. So, and then... On the first day of January, you get a note in your mail that says that for all the air that you took in in um, the previous year, the protection, the blessings, everything that we did for you the previous year, um, this is your bill. And then you are given 15 days grace to, to pay, after which service um, will be discontinued. We will not be able to serve you anymore because you need to pay for the service that has been rendered to you in the in the past year and then and then you do you are not able to meet up because you can't even meet up then you have grace period of 15 days that means you have to sort out your own oxygen it and you know that during covid you know you know how much it took for people to take gas in the oxygen that you take for granted and many things that god does for you that we take for granted this morning i just want you to lift up your hands one more time and say father i thank you i can't pay for my oxygen i can't pay for my life I cannot maintain myself by myself. But Lord, my maintainers has been by you, and you have been faithful to maintaining me. You have been faithful to keeping me. Lord, I give you the praise. I give you the praise. I declare you faithful. Thank you, Father. We give thanks, O oh God. In Jesus' name, we have given thanks. Father, this morning, we are grateful for the gift of life. We are standing only because of your grace. Father, this morning, let your word distill like the dew. Let it fall like the rain. Let there be showers upon everyone. Lord, we ask that you give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Let the eyes of understanding be enlightened. We come into a knowing by the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father, that everyone is blessed and Jesus alone is glorified. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You please have your seat. Let's give the Lord a hand as we take our seats. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to say a big thank you to Pastor Ralph and um, his beautiful wife. She has, she has always been beautiful right from campus days. Praise God. I want to thank God for your life. Um, we've been together for about 27 years now. We were boys then. But now we are approaching 50s. Praise God. <laughs> and almost knocking the door of grandpa and grandmas. Praise God. But God has been faithful. I want to thank you for opening your 
large hearts and opening your doors to me. Praise God. Like I said, my wife would have been here, but she needed to go back to Nigeria. Praise God. And I'm missing her a lot. I've just been managing my duvet. And then it's been cold. And I'm, well, you say it's warm. It's cold for me. Praise God. And thank God for this cup. It's preventing this one from. Praise God. I want to say a big congratulations to the graduates today. Let's celebrate them. Let's celebrate them. And um, I believe that this is a call, is a high calling. And I pray that you will be faithful to this call. That on the last day you stand before him and you will hear, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. In the name of Jesus. So I bring you a word in this regard for those who are graduating and for everybody who is here. I want to talk about kingdom stewardship for the little time that I have. Let's start with Colossians chapter 1 verse 12 and 13. Colossians chapter 1 12 and 13. The scripture says, Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the entrance of the saints in the light. The Bible says in verse 13, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the of the son of his love the next verse says this son is the one through whom we received redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins now i added that for you to understand the son is talking about the bible says that he has translated us or he has conveyed us or let's use the normal word he has carried us from the kingdom of darkness and he has now put us in the kingdom of his dear son that means that at some point when we were not saved when we were not born again we were operating under a kingdom we were under some someone's authority and you know that was the devil we were under his tyrant authority we were slaves under him you know he did whatever he wanted to do with us we were not free to make our choices we were held sway by his power and dominion but the good thing is that by the redemption that came by the blood of jesus Jesus did not just pay the blood because that is what redemption means. Redemption means to buy back. Jesus did not just pay for our sins. He literally took us out of the kingdom of darkness and translated us or transported us into somewhere else, which is his own kingdom. So right now, for as many as are saved or are born again, you are no more under the authority or the dominion of the devil. Can I hear somebody say, I am not? I am not, not under, under the dominion or the authority of the devil. So the Bible says now we are under the authority and in the kingdom, we are under the dominion of the, of the son of God's love, which is Jesus Christ. Now we are in his kingdom, and you know that as kingdom citizens, uh, as, as people of his kingdom, we are number one citizens in his kingdom. Somebody say, I am, I am. a citizen in God's kingdom. The Bible says our citizenship is in heaven. So if you are saved, you are First and foremost, a citizen of the kingdom. But now, he also gave us an added advantage. Beyond being citizens, he now made us sons. This is the only kingdom where citizens are sons. Now, under the other kingdom where the devil, you know, elsewhere, we were slaves. We were nothing. We had no choice. We couldn't do anything. But now, in this new kingdom, governed by the son of God, Jesus Christ, we are not just citizens, but we have been elevated as sons. So the scripture tells us in 1 John chapter 3 verse 1, it says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called the sons of God. I like the way now you put it, it says, that is who we are. John chapter 1 verse 12 and 13, it says, He came to his own and they did not receive him, but as many as received him, to them he has given the authority or the power or the right to become sons. 
Bible says they were not flesh begotten, they were not sex begotten, but they were born of God. So now we are sons of God, and now being sons does not mean it's gender bias. Whether you are male or female is a generic term. So we are sons. Somebody say, I am, I am. a son of God. Now, but that now means that as citizens, number one, we have privileges in it. Now, for those of you who are here, I'm not talking about some other places which I'm not going to mention, even though in that place they have, you know, you know I'm talking about privileges that we don't enjoy, you know, but here you have privileges by being citizens. Certain things accrue to you. You don't have to fight for it. You don't have to beg for it. They just come naturally. Are we together? Now, before I came here, I was in Dubai with my wife for just a short holiday, and we were told that as an Emirati, there's an amount that accrues to you, that's given to you monthly, monthly, because that is your right, because the oil is under your ground, and whatever the country makes, you know, from the proceed of the revenue of the oil, because we're a citizen, you partake in it. So, there are privileges that come with citizenship. Now, because we are citizens of heaven, there are privileges that accrue to us, and those privileges are called blessings. Somebody say blessings. blessings. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, the Bible says, Blessed be God, the Father of Jesus Christ, who has, is not going to bless us, he has blessed us with every blessing in Christ Jesus. But it does not stop there. The fact that we have privileges means that on the other side, if you flip it over, we also have responsibilities. Somebody say responsibilities. Now, a kingdom citizen who has privileges must also understand that there are responsibilities attached. Now, this is what I'm bringing to you, child of God. If you are born again, if you are in the kingdom of God, you do not just clamor for the privileges and the rights in the kingdom. As you go for the blessing, also go for the responsibility that is attached. It is totally irresponsible to just latch on and just want to enjoy the goody goodies in the kingdom and not contribute anything to the development of that kingdom. So, because you are now sons, you are now co-owners of that kingdom. Are we together? You are now co-owners. So, this is the way it works in the kingdom. God called you, brought you from the kingdom of darkness, brought you into his kingdom, did not just make you a citizen, but made you a co-equal to have a share in both privileges and responsibilities. And that means that as kingdom citizens and as sons and daughters in the kingdom, we are stakeholders. Can I somebody say I'm a stakeholder in the kingdom? That means that whatever becomes of the kingdom is not just God. It's you and I who are now stakeholders in the kingdom. And the way God has programmed it, the local church is the visible expression of the kingdom. Because you can't see the kingdom, it's an invisible kingdom, but now expressed through the local church. So what God does is that when we are saved, he plants us in different local churches. So, for example, those of you who are here, you have implanted in power connections, power, okay, power connections in Leeds. That is the kingdom where he has placed you. That is where he has located you. Now, it behoves on you to understand that you are not just planted here just to get blessed, but to also add your own value to whatever happens here. Am I making sense to you? So, really, in the kingdom, there's nothing like I'm sitting down doing nothing. No. No. Now, the, 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 the way you bring your children up is such that they, they are made to understand that that TV in the sitting room is not for daddy and mommy. It is our TV, isn't it? 
So if you wake up in the morning and you tell your child, I believe you can tell them here, to clean and dust the TV, is not dusting the TV because daddy wants the TV dusted. It's dusting the TV because the TV is our property. If the TV gets spoiled, we have nothing to watch, isn't it? Are, are we together? I'm speaking like you now. You have injected me. Praise God. <laughs> are you getting my point? So if your child wakes up in the morning and sweeps the floor, it's not because that child is a slave. It only means that I'm a stakeholder because if the house is not clean and there's disease, I get infected and I'm not well. Am I making sense to you? So serving in the kingdom is not slavery. It's responsibility. We are only showing God that I am a responsible child in this house. So when I am told that my job function as a worker is to sing or to clean or to take care of the kids or to drive a, a guest or to do something and you, you don't know who I am. I, am, I, am a, I have masters in, in, in political science. I am a director in my office. When we come to church, you are not a director, you are a son. Can you put your director in the office? Because you can't direct God. Are we together? I believe what God is calling us to this morning for all of us, not just those who are graduating, is that there is a stakeholding. The Lord said to my Lord, somewhere in 10 verse 1 to 3, says, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand. I felt he would have said, since I have made the enemy your footstool. He didn't say that. He says, until. It means that the enemies are not yet the footstool of Jesus. But look at the next verse. Verse 2 says, The Lord will send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Zion represents the church. Saying, Rule thou in the midst of your enemies. So if God has called Jesus and told him that your work here has finished, which is the work of redemption. Is it okay for me to move around? Video people? Okay. You know, and God has told Jesus to come and sit down, even though the work has not finished, is because he has raised you and I to continue where he stopped. The work has not ended. He has only done the primary work, which is redemption, which no man can do. Based on what Jesus has done, you and I are to continue. So that tells us that even the result of Jesus is not complete without you and I. So, how can heaven entrust us with such responsibility? And we just sit down. We just want to just take the goody goodies and the blessing. We just want to come to church that is set, clap our hands, enjoy the music, enjoy the media, and complain when the keyboardist or the singer goes off key. And then we are like, the church, the toilet is not clean. The toilet in my house is clean if it is clean. If it is clean, you know, because we have a different face outside and then another one inside. The toilet in the church is not clean. Who is meant to clean it? As though in this kingdom there are children and houseboys and houseboys. No, we are all equals. I make sense to you? Oh, my word is not hard though. Uh -huh. In Nigeria, it's harder. It's harder. Praise God. I'll solve better. Praise God. 
So God is calling you and I. See, there is no ministry of sitting down in the kingdom. Every stakeholder must be active, contributing his own quota to the kingdom. If this kingdom will expand, if this kingdom will increase, you and I must put our hands on the deck and make it happen. There's an entrustment of heaven. And that is another word. The other word for stakeholders is for is stewardship. First Corinthians 4 verse 2. Bible says he expected of every steward to be found faithful. Found faithful. So God is calling you and I this morning out of our seats. And you want to ask yourself, I have been saved for 10 years. I have been saved for 5 years. What value have I added to this kingdom? Oh, I'm just like, I just go to church just to get blessed. I don't care what happens. Whether the church pays their bill, I don't care. I just go there. I just enjoy the music. I enjoy the atmosphere. I like Pastor Ralph's deep voice. And he has a deep voice. I think that's what um, Pastor Fulukel saw. And, and I'm like, this is awesome. Praise God. <laughs> Are we together? I just like, I like Pastor Ralph's, and I just enjoy the atmosphere, and then, then I just enjoy, the, by the time we share the grace, I'm out. You want to ask yourself, you have been in this church for five years, what have you added? What value? Can we mark your scripts, or can heaven mark your script and say, Mr. ABC has been in Power Connections for three years, and these and these are the things that he has added. Because of his addition or his planting in that church, he has added value, and this church has moved from A to Z. Can it be said of you? Can I bring it down a bit for you to understand? Is that not the reason why you put in a lot at work so that they can look at your appraisal and promote you? Is that not why you work? Is that not why you put in your best so that your upline supervisor can see that you are hardworking, can see that you are adding value to that organization and based on that, they can increase your money and promote you to the next level. Is that not why? Can I get the witness? Then why is the kingdom not enjoying the same? Why would you do it for just a normal organization and we can't bring that attitude into the kingdom and say, I am I'm a part of power connection. And not because I'm in power connection, the success of power connection is not the job of Pastor Ralph or Pastor Foluke or the little or the few people working. It is my success. If power connection increases, we are the ones increasing. If power connection fails, which it cannot, we are the ones that have failed heaven. As stewards, you must be found faithful. So if you have not been active, you are just a church goer. Enjoying our AC. We are not going to send you out. We like it the way you are coming. But we just want to encourage you. Take it to the next level. Out together. Hebrews chapter 6. Let's look at something in verse 10. Hebrews chapter 6. Are you getting something? Are you getting something? Hebrews chapter 6 verse 10. Let me show you a scripture there. I like this one. It says, For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love which you have shown towards his name, look at it, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. Let's analyze this 
a bit. God is not unjust to forget your work. That means that everything we do in the kingdom is noticed, recorded with, and documented. All together. It says, your work and labor. The word and there is the Greek word kai, which means even. Your work, even the labor. Now, they, for women who have been to the labor room, there's a difference between just going there to push and labor. You know labor means extra work. So he says, yes, you can work, but there are times you go the extra mile. Now, there are some times that, yes, you go the extra mile. Because you just saw a lacuna somewhere and you're like, no, 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 well, it's not my business. But you say, no, it's my business. So, for example, you, you are meant to be in the choir, you just let the song, and just notice, oh, one of the teachers in the children's church is not around. Then I, I can say, well, it's not my department, I'm in the choir, I've done my work, so, so that's their edict. Mm, who cares? I say, no, 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 that place, there are some children there who need to be taught. So what do I do? I go the extra mile. I push myself. When it is convenient, when it is not convenient, I go all the way because my interest is that this kingdom must prosper in our hands. Since God is not unrighteous, give me that scripture back, to forget your work and labor. Look at it. Which you have shown towards his name. Azekatalabaya. The choir singing, the usher serving us, the children teacher teaching the kids, do you know that they are not doing to them? It is towards his name. Are you getting my point? If I tell you and say, oh, Sister ABC, please, can you help us clean the restroom because it's dirty? You say, uh, uh, why, is, why, should, why, why should it be me? Why should it be me? Can't it be somebody else? Don't there have people in charge? If you understand that the toilet you are cleaning is not because somebody's going to come to use the place, it is towards him. So in our service, don't see men as the recipient. See God as the recipient. Says the way you show your labor of love towards me is that you have you have ministered to the saints, and you do minister to the saints. Now let me show you the other side, Acts chapter nine. The conversion of Saul, who became Paul. Let me show you something there. Acts chapter nine. Give it to me, in verse four. Acts chapter nine, verse four. Are you getting something this morning? Like, look at it. It says, then, this was Saul, when Jesus appeared to him on his way to Damascus. Bible says, then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? The next verse. And he said, who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the gods. Now, stop there. Did Saul tell Jesus? Was it not the church he was afflicting? Was it not the saints? It was the one that supervised the kingdom of Stephen. Was it Jesus that he killed? But Jesus said, no. As long as you are touching the church, it is me. Now, this is the mystery. The Bible calls Jesus the head of the church. Are you aware that your head cannot stand alone? Your head requires what? The body. The neck, everything that is joined to the body. So, if Jesus is the head, Colossians chapter 1 verse 18 tells us, the head of the body, give it to me, Colossians chapter 1 verse 18, Colossians 1.18. Let's do some Bible study. 
Bible says he is the head of the body, and the body is what? The church. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 20. Let me show you a few scriptures. So you understand that when we talk about the church, we are not just talking about an organization. We are talking about a persona. Christ. And you are an integral part of Christ. It says, which he walked in Christ, went raised from the dead, and see them at the right time in the heavenly places, far above, next verse, far above all power and power and might and dominion and everything in his name, not in this age, but also in the age which is come, and has put all things under his feet and given to be the head over all things to the church. Look at the next verse. Which is his body. Kaya Baladia. So, you cannot serve me water and say, I'm only serving the head. The body should not participate. In serving the head, the entire body participates. So, in your service of Jesus, you are serving the body. Are we together? But the one you see is Jesus. You deny Jesus of service, you deny the body. I know that we are not complete when one part refuses to contribute its quota. And in 1 Corinthians 12, the body of Christ is also, you know, the, Paul used the analogy of the normal human physiology to explain the way the body is, is you know, 1 Corinthians 12, I think verse, verse um, 13 downwards. If you read later, it says that even though we are many, but we are one body, we have many parts. We have, go, okay, go to verse 15. 15, 15, says, if, go to verse, let's start verse 13, 13 then, so you can see, says, for by one spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Greeks, whether we are slaves or free, have all been made to drink into one spirit. Next verse, it says, for in fact the body is not one member, but many. Bible says, if the fool shall say, because I am not hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? He says, and if the earth will say, because I am not I, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole body were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now, God has set members, each one of them, in the body, just as he has pleased. You say, well, um, um, uh, well, I cannot do anything until the pastor gives me the microphone to preach. I want to preach the word of God. But the pastor says, no, you are going to function in prayer team. Say, no, I'm not visible there. He says, as he has pleased, stay where he has put you. If you are faithful where he has put you, it will bring you out to the limelight. Amen? Since God has set each one of them in the body, just as if they were all one member, where would the body be? Next one. But now indeed, there are many members, just one body. Because of time, let me just give you this example. God forbid. God forbid. Your heart says today, I've been pumping blood for 35 years. I've never been appreciated. It is, sorry, I'm going to use women now. It is the eye that gets the miracle. It's the face that gets the miracle, that gets the powder, gets all the beautiful things. It's the leaves that get all the reds and all the yellows and all the, it's the air that gets all the colors that enjoys everything. They are the ones enjoying. I don't, I'm just suffering. I'm not doing anything again. <laughs> you can paint the scenario, in it? <laughs> in it? It's a, I'm not working. I'm not working anymore. I've not been appreciated. How can I be hidden, tucked away somewhere, except for X-ray? That's where they can see me. There's no X-ray; they don't see me. <laughs> but the mouth, the lips, they see them and say, "Your your face is beautiful." 
But nobody says your heart is doing well. <laughs> so I'm not working again. I'm not doing again until I'm recognized. <laughs> God forbid. So that tells you. Let me bring it down. As small as your pancreas is, it has its function. If it does not do its work, there will be what is called a dis-ease. As small as your bladder is. You have not seen it before. May not pack up. As small as those kidneys are. Say, well, we have just been working, 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 working. I won't just be carrying dirty urine. No. I'm not doing it again. I want to be pumping blood. <laughs> or I want to be the leg that they wear the beautiful shoes. Mm-mm, I'm not doing leg. You to come and do this work. You know there'll be a problem, in it? That's the way it is. Could it be that we are not where we are as a church because you, that functional part of the body, have refused to contribute your quota? That if you will just bring your own portion to the table, you will do better. So my brother, my sister, God is calling you off your seats. I want to ask yourself, what can I do in this kingdom? What contribution can I add to the table? What can I bring? Because I know you have something. You're only depriving us. But we are not complete without you. If God has planted you here, that means we need you. He didn't take you to the church next door because this is where he wants you to be. And this is where he wants you to bring all that you have and bring it to the table. Don't be a church member. Be an active believer who is contributing his own quota. Let me close with Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 11. Are you blessed? Are you blessed? Ephesians chapter 4 says, and himself gave some thank you for this, my robe. Amen. I have suit, though. They didn't tell me. Amen. Praise God. Me too, I manage our suit, but and they gave some to the apostles, some prophets, some just some pastors and teachers. For the perfecting of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. The work of your pastor is not to do the work. It's to train you to do the work. His job is to equip you to do the work. Now, he says, it's also to edify you, to build you up. The next verse, I'm going somewhere. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the friends of Christ, go on, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro by every, by every wind of doctrine, by trickery of men, and the cunning craftiness of deceitfulness, plotting, deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. Next verse. Look at this. Or let's read things together. Can we read it together? Are you, are you with me? One, two, three, go. From whom the whole body join and knit together. Take that place again. By what? Every joint must make supply according to the effective working by which every part does its share. What does it do? It brings causes growth of the body for their defined of itself in love. So when every joint is making supply, every part is contributing its own quota, the body grows. Do you understand? It's able to fulfill its total potential. 
But when one part of the body restricts or denies the entire body its own contribution, there's stunted growth. We are not able to grow to our full potential. So, child of God, God is calling you and I. Let me tell you, neighbor, neighbor. neighbor. Let me tell you, neighbor, neighbor. neighbor. God is calling you, God is calling and He's calling me calling to changing our attitude to His kingdom. I am a stakeholder. You are a stakeholder. I am dependent on you. You are dependent. You are dependent on me. Please contribute your quota because I will start contributing my quota. If you believe what you said, say amen. amen. So God wants you to be a fiscal steward in serving. Get engaged. Look for a service group. Tell pastor, pastor, where can I serve? How can I join the next batch of workers in training? And go and register and get yourself doing something. All together? You know, I'm wearing cap now. Mr. Wawai, so I'll come and check. Amen. I can notice the faces here. Amen. Get yourself, get your skill, get your energy, get your intellect, adding value to the kingdom. Be a spiritual steward. Pray regularly for your church. Speak about your church. Amen. If you are proud to recommend, you know, you know, maybe you went to eat at McDonald's and said, I enjoyed it. Tell people about it, isn't it? So tell people about your church. Bring somebody to church. Win souls for the kingdom. Amen? Amen. And then the one that we don't like, be a financial steward. Amen? You, are, you like the sound? We can hear. Pastor Ralph, how do you do by this microphone? You went there. In the name of Jesus, I've been called. And so I need the microphone to walk. Bring it for the Lord needs it. <laughs> and they say, we are sorry, sir. Please take the microphone and take the keyboard, take the speakers, take the chairs, because the Lord needs it. Was that how you got all these things? So what you are enjoying I would, I would pay, I prefer to pay my tithes to motherless baby home. Next time when your son is sick and has an emergency, call the motherless baby home. Don't call pastor to pray. Well, you can call pastor 2 a.m. Say, my pastor, my son is convulsing. My son is convulsing. When it comes to, let's give for the work of God. Say, why should I give? Then why should you tell pastor? Amen? We must be financial. You put your money where your mouth is. Amen? I know a lot of people have bastardized this giving. I'm not raising offering for the church. I don't do that. Amen? I'm not a fundraiser. I'm a preacher of the gospel. But can we tell ourselves the truth? Every good thing costs money. Amen? You want a good church, it costs money. You need to move out of this facility because we are going to explode. You need money to do it. You want to have good sound, good equipment, good keyboard, good music, good camera, you need music. Your church needs to be on TV to be a blessing to people. You need money. You need to reach out to sick folks. You need to reach out to your environment and your community. You need money. And that's why God is blessing you. And that's why he'll keep blessing you. So your giving is a proof of the fact that you're a faithful giver. Now, God does not curse you because you don't give tight. He only knows you only know how to separate. Are we together? So I give my child um, biscuit. I just bought him biscuit. And I say, can I have one? He says, no. You know, you know that I was not faithful. And when I say, Daddy, come on, come on, come on, come on. Next time you are buying biscuit, who will you give? 
So by not being faithful, we are only sorting ourselves for blessing. God says, I can't entrust too much into his hands. Because he takes so much and he withholds everything. This one takes so much and he releases back. So the more he releases, the more we can entrust him to handle more. Are we together? So child of God, all I have said this morning is to bring you back to understanding the fact that we are stewards in this kingdom. God is dependent on you, sir. God is dependent on you, man. The almighty God who can do all things has now come to you a mere mortal. Say, will you assist me? Will you join me in doing this? I say, I don't have time. But if one of your government functionaries, your prime minister says, I'm appointing you as a special assistant on something, all the pages of the papers will be full because you are happy. But now the almighty says, I have a work. Join me. Let's do it together. Say, no. I, 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 I'm too busy. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, you know, you know, um, I, I work Monday to Fridays and then Sunday is my laundry day. And, um, you know, you are done again with that job. You know, you bless me with that job. God says, no, I've made a mistake giving you a good job. Don't let God regret blessing you. Don't let the good job that he gave you be the reason why you can't serve him. Don't let the husband he gave you be the reason he can't be served. Don't let the children that he gave you be the reason why you can't serve him. When there was no car, you served. Now you woke up on Sunday morning, your tire has gone down. You say, I can't go to church. My tire has gone down. <laughs> I've seen that too. I saw one, I asked a guy in our church, he's not much serious now, he said he's correct. <laughs> so I didn't see in church yesterday. I said, ah, pastor, hey, pastor, um, my sister-in-law had a wedding yesterday. Ah, we danced and then I... I <laughs> My leg, my ankle twisted. Okay. <laughs> God is in trouble now. <laughs> God forbid that they say your house is on fire at night with your twisted ankle. See, see, we deal with God as though because we don't see him, we don't value him. Let there be a change of attitude. Let there be what? Let's become vibrant. Because as we do this for God, we are doing, as we do this for people, we are doing for the kingdom. And at the end of the day, and that's the most valuable part of it, we'll stand before God in heaven. Each one of us, you will not stand behind Pastor Ralph. You will not stand behind Power Connection. You will stand as an individual. And God will ask you, give an account of the graces and the charisma and the gifts we have given to you. We bless you with a good voice. And we planted you in Power Connections. What did you do with it? Can you bring an account Render account of how many lives that were blessed because you were in power connections. There are two sets of people that will be there. Those who will cry and say, I die known. People will be in heaven, they will still cry. And that's what Bible says, it will wipe away all tears. Uh -huh. Because there's nothing attached to their labor. No reward. And then some other people say, Lord, thank you. You planted me in power connections. I did this, I did this. As a matter of fact, there were times when there were no people in children's church, but I also, went my, I also went there, I did this. And because of that, one child got saved, and that child is a general overseer of a church today. And God says, yes, 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 yes. That child that became a general overseer has now won 100,000 souls. Everything comes under your account. And God says, well done, thou good and faithful. This is the joy, the reward of your labor 
and then somebody else looks at somebody else's labor and says, God is partial. It's not partial. Because everything that we do now is going into an account. Let's buy us to pray this morning. Let's buy us to pray this morning. And your prayer is number one, the prayer of repentance. That Lord, I'm sorry for the way I've done it all this while. I'm sorry for the way I've done it all this while. Lord, I'm sorry. I want to take a new turn. I want to serve with all my heart. I'm not serving because I'm looking for a position. I'm not serving because of any selfish interest. I'm serving because I recognize, I realize, I am a stakeholder in this kingdom. That God is dependent on me and he has entrusted me with gifts, with grace, with talents to be able to add my value. And he has planted me in this local assembly to add my own token to whatever is happening here. Lord, I can't afford to sit down any longer. I have wasted too much time. Now, I want to be up and doing. I want to be active. I want to serve you with the whole of my heart. I want to serve you my skill. I want to serve you my talent. I want to serve you my resources. I want to serve you with my money. I want them to know that because I'm here, the kingdom is increasing and we are moving to the next level. Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And perhaps you are here this morning, you are yet to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's the way to start. Your service without receiving Jesus is not, is not reckoned with. And you want to say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I want to become a citizen of this kingdom. Just put your hand on your chest. I'll pray with you just quickly. You want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Or you went out and you want to come back to him and say, Lord, I'm coming back home today. Just put your hand on your chest. I'll just pray with you in a jiffy. Anyone like that, just be on your chest. I'll just pray with you quickly. You want to make Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life. You want to receive his life into your heart. You want to become a new creation. I did that um, 31 years ago and I've not regretted it now. You want to do that quickly, just put it on your chest. I'll pray with you. If anybody like that, quickly, anyone like that wants to receive Jesus into your life. All right, there's none like that. Okay, we want to pray this morning together. Let's turn to our feet as we pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, I have delivered what you put in my heart to share this morning. Thank you because your children have heard. But thank you because this word will not fall to the ground. Amen. Thank you that this word will produce in 30s, 60s, and 100s. Amen. Thank you, O oh God, because from today, your children will be up and active for your kingdom. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You told us in your word to seek first your kingdom and his righteousness. Then those things you are chasing after, they will be added to us without stress. Thank you, O God, that because we are kingdom chasers and we are kingdom addicts. Thank you because the kingdom here advances because we are here. Thank you, O God, that when we stand before your day of judgment, we will get a, the, the reward and we'll hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Lord, we ask that our work will not be burnt Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for this church that they move from grace to grace. Amen. They move from unction to unction. Amen. They move from level to level. Amen new dimensions, Amen. new graces, Amen. inflows Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father, Thank you. in Jesus' name. Amen. I appreciate you. Love you all. Thank you. We hope you've been blessed by the Word of God. The Word is brought to you by RCCG Power Connections, 236 Meanwood Road, Leeds, LS7 2AH. For more inquiries, you can call 078-513-3702 or send an email to info at rccgpowerconnectionsleads.com. God bless you.